bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get to my top five at five, and I've got some information on the U.S. Census data just came out, and we're going to discuss it after my top five at five. But I got to hit the talking text line because I got too much, too much piled in here, and I got to answer some of this stuff. Thomas says school board should be half parents of kids in school and good parenting teaching basic life skills and skill lessons and skills is what should help get people out of poverty and help kids grow and all that. I agree. 414795 said how to get rid of poverty. You said it's educational, it's education on how to build generational wealth, education on what it really takes and means to be financially healthy, education on how to plan yourself a future that's beyond the paycheck to paycheck cycle we're in, um, stuck in. Uh, we need the knowledge and know-how to escape the giant multifaceted hamster wheel that society has constructed for us to all be participants of whether we like it or not. Hamilton, hey, what's up Hamilton? Former student of Dr. Harris. Well, <clears throat> that's true. And it sounds like he was listening in my class, by the way. Uh, but one of the things we forget is we have to stop looking at other people and wanting to be like them because we don't know the condition they're in. We don't know the struggle they have. And when we do that, it all, you know, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. You know, that's one of those <clears throat> boomer sayings that millennials have no idea what it is, but but it's 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 it, sometimes it looks like on the other side, it's a little, you know, better only to find out later, you know, oh, yeah, that took me six months to make sure you get it like that. I had to, you know, get the weeds out every day. I had to track it out. 
then you find out you may not want to do all that work. And so that's, that's what we're finding, that people don't want to put in the work. But education takes work. It takes learning. It takes commitment. And Hamilton, you are absolutely correct that that's the only way to get rid of poverty. The most important thing you said is that the individual has to do, has to do that. No one can do it for you. <laughs> Derek said Martin will have to win the Powerball so he can help somebody. I don't know. He lives in a half a million dollar house. I think he could probably help somebody. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, the caller said, thankfully, working folks now have options like driving Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, customer service jobs. You are, that can be done on a laptop from home. You are absolutely right because the gig economy, unfortunately, the gig economy doesn't give benefits. So I think at some point we're going to have to shore up our healthcare system, which means paying doctors less, paying insurance companies less, and letting people pay directly so that the cost of, in, of, of healthcare goes down and make that correction. And then you can work in the gig economy. The caller also added, these options allow workers more time with their children and to pursue other things that can improve their lives. And then business owners that depend on workers who they wish to pay uh, below poverty wages <clears throat> are now using robots. Some of them are, but they're just some jobs and some things robots can't do. And we, we, we really need to remember that. So, uh, Mr. Madee, happy Thursday, Dr. Ken. Happy Thursday to you, too. He said, $5 a man, no excuses about insurance. Stop. Buying weed, pork, <laughs> Jordans, Flaming Hots. Yeah. Well, Mr. Madee, I think you're too hard on people. I think that if we dig around your life, we'll find some foibles that you have done and issues you have and mistakes you make every day, just like all of us. So lighten up, bruh. Um, Sir Chan said, how about you start making your own coffee and breakfast in the morning, Dr. Ken? Okay, so here's my answer to that before we get to the top five at five. So here's the reason why I go to Starbucks every day. I go to Starbucks every day, to the same Starbucks every day, because I know the kids younger than me, like 30 and under, that work in that Starbucks, I see them every day. One of them in particular, I look at as a, as a mentee, right? She asks me questions every now and then, or she have issues, or you know, she'll be crying and she wants to sit outside and talk, right? I'm being melodramatic when I say that. This person is an adult doing great things in school, being phenomenal every single day. But I also know that Starbucks gives you benefits when you're working 20 hours a week or more. So for me, I take a little pride in seeing the black man or the black woman who's working in Starbucks 20, 30 hours a week, just making it, but they have benefits. So for me going to McDonald's, I guess that coffee went up for, it used to be a dollar, but you know, inflation, it's probably a dollar 25, a dollar 50 now, right? I would rather go pay $4 for a cup of coffee or $2 and 50 cent 
at the Starbucks knowing that the person I'm looking at is able to put a roof over their head, drive a car, and have benefits to take care of themselves and quite possibly their family. So for me, that's why I go to Starbucks every day. I want to guarantee those. When I go in places and I see young people working, I make it a point to go back. When I go to places and young people treat me bad, I go talk to the manager. First thing I say to the manager, do not fire that person. If you fire that person, I'm going to file a complaint against you with corporate or national or wherever I need to go. They made a mistake. I think they should be corrected. Here's what they did. Here's what I think that can work for that person. I'm coming back. I'm sure it'll work out. Give them another chance. And that's when it's egregious. When it's, when it's small, I just kind of suggest, hey, you might want to consider and go from there. And if they accept it, fine. If they don't, fine. See, we have to remember what these new jobs and these low-paying jobs are for. They're not for sustaining a family. They're to teach you the skills that you need in order to get a better-paying job. And when you do that, you do better. But. I digress. That's why I don't make my own coffee. I do every now and then. I don't make my own breakfast. I do every now and then. 262909 said all they know is collecting public benefits and charging their phone. Worthless. Get yours. It's already there for the taking. Mm, that's not true. You know, the majority of people are actually not on public benefits, that the majority, there are a boatload of black people that are actually middle class and doing, doing well, struggling like everybody else because we're in an economy, and we'll talk about that, that's going south. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. The caller said uh, two months worth of oatmeal can be purchased at a grocery store for what you spend in two days at Starbucks. Yes, it can, but again... I'm supporting the kids that work there and help pay their benefits so they're not on the public roll. So if I can pay $4 to Starbucks instead of paying $50 to the federal government in tax money to help take care of them, I prefer to do that. Doc, you mean you go to Starbucks to deal with empty nest syndrome? No, I don't. I really don't. Empty nest? Why would I go to Starbucks to deal with empty nest syndrome? That makes no sense. In other words, I know what you're talking about. I'm pretending like I don't understand what you're talking about. 833-212-1017 is the number. And when we get around to it, we're going to hear number five. Well, in Waukesha, Alderman Payne was found guilty after physically abusing his girlfriend's child. Waukesha, a Waukesha Alderman was facing charges of physically abusing his girlfriend's child, took a plea deal on yesterday, and 15th District Alderman Corey Payne, 40 years of age, was found guilty of two misdemeanor counts of battery and disorderly conduct. The judge reduced one charge that was originally a felony of child abuse. Criminal complaint details an incident that took place back in February of 2023 between Payne and his girlfriend. It alleges Payne had clearly been drinking. After asking him to leave her household, they got into an argument, at which point defendant followed the eight-year-old back into the hallway, struck her on the leg with quite forcibly, 
read Molly Schmidt, the attorney for the state of Wisconsin, uh, the prosecutor, and victim A reported her daughter cried in extreme pain for approximately two to three minutes. So Payne was sentenced to one-year probation. How you get one-year probation? Oh, that's right. I figured out how you got probation. White dude in the suburb. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what always happens. Oh, well. Number four. Well, the Senate, uh, in the state of Wisconsin, voted to fire the state's top election official today, a step that's expected to trigger a legal battle as liberals have vowed to fight the move. It comes days after a GOP-led committee recommended removing Megan Wolf as administration, as head of the administration. Um, who wrote this? <laughs> the Wisconsin Elections Commission. She was in charge of it. And so despite the vote, Wolf is likely to stay in the role as Republicans and Democrats have disputed whether today's move to oust her is legitimate. So basically, the state Supreme Court said that in order for a person to vacate office is another person has to be put into office. And so because a person wasn't put into office, um, the person doesn't have to leave. Does that make sense? Well, Senate Majority Leader Devin LeMahieu interprets the law differently, which is why the issue is anticipated to be resolved through litigation. And it will go on and on, and they will fight and fight and fight and fight until it's over. Number three. Uh, you've been following President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Is it ironic that he's named Hunter and he's got three gun charges? I'm just saying. <laughs> so... I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help it. Democrats and Republicans are largely reacting along partisan lines to the indictment today of Hunter Biden. Son of the U.S. president is charged with three crimes, two counts of alleged false statements he made while purchasing the gun and a third count for possessing the gun while addicted to drugs. And so he admitted that he did it. That was a there was a plea deal in place. And it later got rescinded by the judge because the judge basically read it and figured out that they were going to give him immunity from every single thing he's ever done in his life. And the judge rightfully said, um, not today. And so um, they were able to change it. He's now charged with crimes that he already pled guilty and allocuted and said what he did and why he did. So they actually have the transcripts from that to use against him in this, and he might spend 10 years in prison. I was gonna say, well, maybe he wouldn't be on drugs, but then again, eh, he would be in prison. He'll probably find him anyway. Number two. Well, Governor Tony Evers released a public statement following the decision by Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin that they will resume abortion care services. Now, you might remember when all this happened with the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. I went through the explanation and showed how Roe v. Wade was a partisan decision that was passed without much support legally. 
So there was very little case law that supported Roe v. Wade. They passed it anyway. The current Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade and sent abortion back to the states. So depending on where you live, you can or, or may or may not have access to abortion. So whether you agree with it or not, even if your state has access to abortion, you can actually decide not to get one. So that being said, Planned Parenthood today, as a result of a lawsuit regarding Wisconsin's criminal abortion ban means, and, and, and the wording that he uses is incorrect. The governor is incorrect in calling it a criminal abortion ban. When it's passed by law and legislators, you can't call something criminal. So the governor in this instance, whether you agree or disagree with him, is incorrect. I wish we had leaders on either side of the aisle that stopped being partisan about so many things and just upheld the rule of law. But he's an educator, not a lawyer. He's the chief executive of the state of Wisconsin, and, and, I, and I, I would expect more. Um, reproductive health care, I think, is separate from abortion services. And so what happens is the way that the state of Wisconsin is set up today with the Constitution, if you read it, you would understand that there's a very specific yet narrow window to have an abortion. And all Planned Parenthood hit, I'll get it right. All Planned Parenthood did is read it, listen to the judge, and they're following the law. And so while many people thought, hey, we got to change this, oh, we're happy, they hadn't read the Constitution. They hadn't read it. Had you read it, you would have understood that under certain circumstances, women in Wisconsin can continue to have an abortion. If you are anti-abortion, don't have one. At this point, there has to be some type of compromise or we're going to tear this country apart. There has to be some type of compromise or things won't change. I'm unclear, being a guy, about the reproductive healthcare piece versus abortion. I don't understand why they keep putting reproductive health in with abortion services. I believe those two can be different. And for him to call it a criminal ban, criminal abortion ban when it's in the Constitution, for me, says that Evers is out of step even today in 2023 in terms of what's important to people that are pro-abortion and against abortion. So that's, un that's unfortunate. Um, I kind of saw this coming. Someone explained it to me and I, and I, and I saw it coming. And so there will, there will probably never be a national um, Roe v. Wade type law but what there will be is a compromise so that those who choose it have limitations and those that don't choose it don't lord their position over other people. 
because I think it has to be fair and equitable. Whether I agree with it or not, I was trained to follow the rule of law. And whatever the law says, that's what you follow. But for some reason, we've, we've let the partisan folks come in and start to really, really, really um, cause negative things to occur and troublesome things to occur. And I, and I think eventually we're, we're going to see a change in how we deal with each other. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, 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 very long election year. Number one. I'm saddened by this story, but I'm glad the person is safe. Glendale police arrested a man who say who they say broke into a home and assaulted a resident early yesterday. Officers were first called to a home near 84th and Edgerton just after midnight for a burglary attempt. They checked the area, didn't find anyone. Roughly an hour later, they were called to to a different home in the area on Midland Drive. And there they say the man broke into a house, assaulted an 83-year-old resident and left. Victim was taken to the hospital with multiple injuries and expected to survive. Police determined the two incidents were related, identified the suspect as a 25-year-old man and took him into custody around 440 Wednesday afternoon. District Attorney's Office will review charges. And so I am glad because one of the things I want people to understand is if you have a history of being in law enforcement or you in, you're in law enforcement, your job is victim rights. You speak for the victim. Your job is to make the victim whole, period. Not to run and gun, kick in doors, jam people up, but to actually make sure the victim is safe. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, the U.S. Census data hot off the press. We'll be right back. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. In the afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, the black-owned business give back is back. We have teamed up again with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. Home and Walkie Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter in 2023 so to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity visit blackbusinessgiveback.com that's blackbusinessgiveback.com all one word let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member f d 
S-I-C. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I said I was going to talk about census data. And I have to say thank you to Andre Gordon for sending me information on um, the new census data that is literally hot off the press. So some of it you'll like, some of it you'll be like, eh, I don't really like that, but it is what it is. So U.S. Census data just released incomes. U.S. incomes have fallen every single year during the Biden residency, presidency so far. So the entire time that Biden has been president, well, I guess technically I am right, presidency and residency in the White House, um, income has fallen. Median income, the median income last year fell to 74580 The 90th percentile fell to $216,000. And the bottom 10th was 17,100. So the poverty weight, the supplemental poverty measure based on post-tax income after you pay your taxes, your net income, right? And includes government transfer payments like stimulus checks and you know the extra $1,000, $1,200 here, there, all that, rose to 12.4%. It was the first increase in the poverty since 2010. So income equality, the Gini index. So the Gini index is a coefficient, you know, of zero that reflects perfect equality, right? And where all income or wealth values are the same, right? So, so equality would mean everybody made the same money. So if the average income let me look up here. If the average income was, say, $74,580, everybody in the country made the same money, that would be income equality. The Gini coefficient would then be zero because nobody's above and nobody's below. All income, all wealth values are all the same, while the Gini coefficient of one represents maximum inequality. Does that make sense? That means that Everybody that got the money got it, and some of y'all don't have any, like none. The Gini index fell to 0 0.488, narrowing the gap as pay amongst the highest earners decreased. So if it was 0.5, it would be halfway between everybody being equal at zero to one or a hundred percent, meaning many of y'all get money, only a few people have all the money. It dropped to 4.88, but you have to think about what was going on, right? Stimulus checks, money that was given, people that made a certain amount of money couldn't get stimulus checks, people that did make a certain amount of money did get stimulus checks. So because that income rose after tax, it looks as if people are making more money, but in fact, they're not. And now that taxes, inflation is going up, even though we're pretending 
that we don't have that one thing. There, there's an inverse in, and I can't remember the name of it. There's an inverse in in how the government pays out interest, right? In other words, treasury, treasury bonds, long term versus short term. Usually, short term pays more. I'm sorry, usually short term pays less, long term pays more. We're inverse now, where short term is paying more than long term. So if you went and bought a treasury note for a year, it would then give you less money than if you bought one for 30 days. That makes sense. That's usually a sign that you're in a recession. And we have that right now. But people are still saying it's transitory. It's been transitory for what, three years? Like, I don't, I don't understand. People are hurting. And this data with incomes falling every single year since Biden's been in the presidency, that's not good. Something has to be done. Now, we may be sad about it because we like Biden, or we may be sad about it because we hate Biden. It's irrelevant. The country is in need of help. So then how do we do it? 833-212-1017 is the number. When I come back, we're going to hit the talk and text line right after traffic, sports, and weather. Up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is <laughs> the number. Talking text line says, Folgers and Nescafe instant coffee is better than McDonald's. Right, but I go to Starbucks, which is better than McDonald's. So there. And Nescafe. Nescafe and Folgers. I'm just saying. They should have been sentenced. They should have sentenced Payne to 15 minutes in an alley with the family of the girl he abused. Mm. But then they would then have been charged with a homicide. So how do you get around that? Um, Doc, you left out the fact that many businesses have raised their wages. No, they had to raise their wages because, well, I think I'm in agreement. But anyway, um, yes, because they had to raise their wages and they're paying more. And actually tonight, the UAW, United Auto Workers, is supposed to strike. They haven't decided whether or not they're going to do it with individual companies or do it all, you know, 145,000 of them. But um, I personally think they're asking for an absolutely idiotically ridiculous amount of money. But here's the kicker. 
airline pilots just got a 46% raise over, what, five years? Um, how do you argue that? UAW is asking for a 40% raise with a reduction from 40 hours to 32 hours a week. What foolish company leadership in their right mind would pay you 40% more for 40 hours, but yet you only have to work 32? Absolutely not. And here's the kicker, and I talked about it the other day. Cars that are electric only need to be put together. There's no manufacturing and making it right. You can get the parts made anywhere in the world, ship it, assemble it and be done. So then. If the president has told people that they need to go. Electric by 2035, then why isn't the president helping pay? For those workers, because a lot of them going to be out of a job. There's no there's no drivetrain, is it? There, I'm sorry, there's a drivetrain, but there's no transmission in a car that's electric. So what are we doing? So I'm going to pay you more so you can work less? Nah, that's not going to happen. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, please talk about the gay Obama crack smoking scandal, please. You and I both know in the way the society is today, and social media, they would have found out five minutes after that happened, even if Obama wasn't president and wasn't important, the fact that he had been a U.S. senator and a, and a um, community activist in Chicago, that would have been all over the news. So clearly some fool going on Tucker Carlson talking idiotic about it, that's why it didn't pick up and nobody went, oh my God, because they were like, what? No. I mean, just, just think about it. Here's the flip side. What if he did? Who cares? See, here's, here's the part. Everybody says, oh, you got to be sensitive and you have to respect the LGBTQ community, but unless we want to throw it on somebody that we don't like and then we're going to do it. We should be sensitive to people who are in drug abuse because, but when you do it to the black guy, not only do you throw gay in, you throw drug, you throw, you throw drug abuse in too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's how upset I am. I can't even talk straight. 833-212-1017 is the number. The caller said, Doc, America was able to survive all financial collapse that happened under George Bush's administration. What, what financial collapse that happened under George Bush administration? Unemployment skyrocketed under Biden unemployment hit an all time low. I mean, you do understand because of the economy, there's some things the president can do. There's some things the president cannot do, but we, the people and the markets drive the economy. So we love to blame the president. We would love to blame Joe Biden for all this stuff. But is it his fault? I would say no more than it was Clinton's fault that the market went up. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. LT said, Dr. Ken, I, instead of raising taxes for Milwaukee and Milwaukee County, too late. Why don't we charge Waukesha County two to three million for the use of Lake Michigan water? We are. 
um, one billion just out of spice because they talk so much crap about Milwaukee. Well, there's a pact that handles water that comes out of the lake. Of course, because it comes through our municipality, we get money for it, but they might be charging two or three million, but not two or three billion. Come on, man. You trying to make us annex Waukesha? Because that's what exactly would happen if we charge them that much money because they don't have it. I'm just saying. Rob said, I talk about these things on my how to build a okay cool how to build a prosperous life so anyway okay interesting eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number al you're on the award-winning 1017 the truth well i'm gonna try to say move kind of fast now, i know i heard about George Bush, but if I'm not mistaken, they said there was a lot of raised eyebrows because the Lodens had a lot of investments with their oil. Quote me if I'm wrong. And then I also know everybody, they said the Lodens, Bin Ladens, the Lodens, they had yes, a lot of investments with, that is with Bush and the oils. So they said it was a lot of raised eyebrows. And I know a lot of people keep bringing up um, Biden's son. And I just want to be honest. Every family has a member who has some type of addiction. So we're not really saying anything new. And then I understand, you know, they're bringing up Obama with the LGBT. But if you look up any derogatory name, the pictures and images is not of black people. So I just wanted to put that out there. But in order, if we really want to push any progression, Black people need to get in every aspect of the work field and use every nonprofit organization and resource to help them move forward. Because the work you put in is the work you get out of it. Because if you don't utilize all those resources, those resources will leave the community. Like when they have the higher center, they give you $7,000 for going to college. And all you have to do is show up for two days. But of course, the, 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 that, that scholarship ended because nobody was showing up. I think it was Workforce America off of King Drive. Uh, if you showed up and you just went there one day a week, they would have paid $6,000 at MATC to get your associate degree. Um, if you go to WeCare online, if you're trying to get into the healthcare field and just tell them you have a hardship grant, you can get the book for free. The more of the story is you got to utilize every resource and opportunity that you can, because if you don't use it, you will lose it, and then we'll be going through this same conversation years from now. So we just have to change our mindset because there's a lot of resources out there, and some of these resources are made for you not to go through them, but once you go through the whole process, they have no choice except honor what they say they offer. So I just wanted to put that out there because I say this over, and I try to tell people, try this resource, try that resource, and people always tell me I don't got time for that. Well, if you don't got time for that, how do you expect to get somewhere if you don't have no money or if you don't have no high school diploma and they're willing to help you get your GED? How is it you're going to move forward if you don't got time for that? I just want to put that out there. Have a I great day, everybody. Thank you much. I mean, he's, he's speaking the truth. You know, the only person that's going to actually help you is you. Yes, somebody's going to come in and give you something, right? But you have to follow up and follow through. And if you don't, do it. 
it's on you. And I think what, what happens is I think we make too much use of the nonprofits and, and, and it's too many programs in the nonprofit when in fact what we need is to fix your issue that you have so that you can move forward. I've always used the analogy. You get out of jail, you get a job, and you live in Glendale, and your job's in Muskego. You need a car. You don't need to go to a 12-week program to go through all this crap to figure out how to put gas in your car to drive to work. What you need to do is verify they have a job, buy them the car, make sure they get it, and have them go to work. But then again, that might just be too simple. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're rolling to the end. We only got a couple minutes left, so um, I'm going to try to hit uh, the talking text line. If you want to hit me a quick note, 833-212-1017 is the the number. Some of this stuff I'm not going to read because it's kind of... So I read what LT was talking about, that we should charge 2 or $3 billion for the use of Lake Michigan. But, you know, we're charging $280 million And I asked the question, why should we drive Waukesha broke? And he said, because they don't care about us. They're getting too much of a cut of our tax dollars. And they are a Republican stronghold. So you don't like them because they're Republican. They have a right to be Republican in Waukesha. And they have a right. Like, we need better leaders in Milwaukee. I don't really care. He said, I agree, but our water is more valuable than what, well, first of all, it's not our water. It belongs to Lake Michigan. It's a compact. It passes through Milwaukee. And because they use our facilities, they pay for it. But I don't know. That's a strange one. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, 107%, Doc, uh, there are things the president can and can't do. Both Clinton and Obama inherited horrible economic conditions created by prior administrations. Both Clinton and Obama did things the president could do to improve the economy and put people back to work. And so I reminded him that Clinton didn't inherit a bad economy from Ronald Reagan. He simply didn't do anything with the economy, and it became robust. And... Much of that was because of the Internet. And that's what Clinton said. And that was a smart. Now, honestly, he was smart. He had good economic advisors that went, hey, dude, you probably need to leave that alone and just let it roll. And you'll probably end up um, doing very well. So, I mean, I think I think that bodes well for uh, Mr. Clinton. And I think it goes very well. Um, but I'm just saying. 
Bottom line, the party formerly known as the Republican Party has not won the popular vote in the presidential election in decades. The American people have spoken. No means no. Mm, but we don't have that. We have a Democratic Republic, and so you got to take that into account. Biden beat the guy whose followers shouted for vice president to be hung, as he should have. This is what dude's on trial. Well, that's not why he's on trial in Georgia, but I get what you're saying. And so what we have to do is not have so much vitriol that, that we keep causing um, all these problems in this country. It's weird. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks to everybody who uh, called in, Al and Rob and Martin, and appreciate it. Um, one thing we need to look at is to make sure that we are compassionate and care about each other because that's how we're going to make it through this. God bless. Take care. I'm out.